0: It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90min, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and on this edition, I'm joined by a very, very special guest, Sophie. It came home in 2004, <laughs> Nicola. I love that. Love that. Uh, Sophie, welcome back to the show. How are you, first? Of I'm
1: i I'm very good, mate. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you're sporting your Italian shirt. I've got the Greek flag behind me, the <laughs> the, the, the Union Jack and the American flag. And also 2004, it's the week to celebrate. So, yes, it came home already, Harry. It did.
0: Exactly. It did. And speaking of it coming home in 2004, Sophie did an excellent episode the other day uh, based around the documentary King Otto, which tells the story uh, of Otto Rehagel, the uh, the Greek manager at the time of that incredible triumph. Mm. Uh, so please head over to the Highbury squad and check that out. Right, Sophie, um, the transfer silly season is in full swing. You know, we've got we've got fans going into meltdown, panicking, crying, shouting, raging at the fact that we've not done any significant business yet, or we haven't done any business at all in terms of incomings. First of all, I said this on a podcast earlier today. I'm not panicking yet. It's July 6th. Let's let's take a breather. Are you the same, or is there that kind of nagging feeling in the back of your mind that this might be a really difficult window?
1: no it's a, it's a great point and um i i haven't i think i would have the nagging feeling harry if the euros weren't on you know the tournament takes away from the ability to do business even though there's business going on behind uh, the scenes and we're seeing a little bit of that with the the rumblings of jack grealish and harry kane and Clearly, there's probably going to be a mega announcement the minute the final's over and boom, Harry Kane's gone to Manchester City or, you know, we've signed X or Y. So not panicking just yet. And I also think, like, as Arsenal fans, we just need to take a beat. I'm I'm as anxious as everybody, but I don't like the attacking each other just because you want to talk about maybe signing Basuma or why are we back in the Usain Alwa conversation? You know. If you want to watch a transfer show, watch a transfer show if that's your jam. If you don't, then go relax, have a little cafe dagi by the beach, sit in the sun, read a book, take some time off. I just don't like the kind of, you know, picking on someone or attacking someone just because they have an opinion about a potential transfer. It's happening. I was reading a thread today um, as we were. I was preparing to come on your show because Liverpool fans feel the same way they're attached to Usain Awa as well. And they're like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Like we're attached to everybody. This is what's going on until we see a signing and someone holding up a shirt. You know, we're not going to really know. But it's the nature of the beast to have the discussions and it's okay to have the discussions. And if you're not into them, then just walk away from it. And if you are, then jump in. Um, But it's not just us. You know, I'm seeing that with a lot of fan bases right now as well.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. The, the transfer silly season, as I call it, um, is uh, is definitely uh, in full swing, isn't it? And and that yes. is that is part of it. That is we've discussed discussed quite heavily on the channel uh, in the last few days. And uh, I want to start off with the uh, William Saliba thing. Now, William Saliba mm. um, is rumoured to be wanting to at least join Marseille uh, on loan. Now. We've heard reports today that Marseille's boss, George Sampaoli, is not 100% set on William Saliba, and he's not his first choice. He'd prefer somebody more experienced. But it, taking a step back for a minute, what have you made of the whole handling of the Saliba situation? Did you expect him to come into the side uh, this season rather than be shipped out again?
1: I I thought this would be the season where he would be given a real opportunity to see if he can be part of Arteta's plans and ingrain himself into this squad. Um, Kevin and I did a show last week where we talked about, and we had you on and we talked about him a little bit, um, and and Kevin saw him as maybe being the perfect partner to Gabriel. Um, If you have a Ben White, the three of them at the back could be quite a prolific proposition in terms of their different attributes as players, um, Ben White's ability to play out of the back. You've got Gabriel, who's fantastic in the air, Saliba, who's just an all-round great athlete, and this whole poo-pooing the idea that he's just played in Liga or you know um, it's uh, it's the Farmers League or whatever. Clearly, for him going back to France was the way to kind of get his football back. You know, he he lost a parent. He's been going through a difficult time. That video came out, which happened a long time ago when he was younger. And so he's dealing with a lot of these issues. And he's 19 years old. You know, he's left his country. He's come to England. It hasn't worked out. I know people who are older who move jobs and struggle. So I also think, though, that this has become about personality and character versus talent, Harry, because when you see what Fofana has done and is doing at Leicester, and, you know, yes, he was able to get into the side because of injury, but he took his opportunity. He solidified his place. He's the same age as Saliba. They played together at Saint-Étienne. And even though their price tags were similar, the real, the real kind of talent that everyone was after was Saliba, not Fofana. So when I see him progressing under Brendan Rodgers, I do have questions, and I I do ask myself like we've paid what twenty seven million not fully yet, and he's not being given a shot. Meanwhile, you keep plugging in a Chambers or you keep plugging in an El Neni or you keep plugging in a Rob Holding. Why isn't he being given the opportunity? And I think Arteta is building a team not only on talent and how he wants to play the game, but he's also building a team on character and personality. And it's very clear that if he doesn't mesh well with a player or he doesn't appreciate a a player's personality or their, their trickiness or difficultness, he finds it hard to put his arm around them. That's the part that I think he needs to work on as a manager is the man management side. So it's very disappointing. It's a huge investment third loan deal for a play that cost 27 million that's you I think Arsenal fans have every right to ask questions about that one
0: yeah I think there's a there's a balance to be found here I think we are as you say well within our rights to ask questions but equally we have to accept I think as fans that we don't know the full picture necessarily Mm -hmm. on William Saliba and I, I think that's why in this argument in this particular debate i don't think you can be one extreme or the other because i i don't think that we are in a position to understand the player as a as a human as a person um you know we know that there was a bit of kind of uh, discontent with the way that he was loaned out last season the fact that he Mm -hmm. spent half the season unregistered and 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 basically useless will have not sat right with the player but did the player Hold Arsenal and Arteta particularly responsible for that. We don't know uh, what that relationship and what that dynamic is. So I think we have to, I think we should ask questions. I think you're right, but we have to be careful. I think with it not to create our own narrative here.
1: Of course, but I, I think we're dealing with some facts too. Like he wanted to play in that cup final and that, and I, those are the things like you could put yourself in the position at work. I was going to go on this business trip. It's my presentation, but you're not going to go and present it. We're sending someone else. You know, it's, it, 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 those are the things that create, um, discourse and, and, and mistrust. And I think there's a trust issue with him and the club. And, you know, when you go back and you read some of the tweets from a forefana or from, you know, even when Pepe tried to kind of like mask it and say, oh, you know, you're talking too much or whatever, though these, there's, there's, these things are real. They're happening. Um, and the same thing with Gwenduzi, Like, yes, he behaved badly, but he was ostracized very quickly. There's no arm around him. I think he's still a good talent. You know, shoot me for saying that out loud, anyone. I don't care. I think he had the potential to be and can still be a really good player. And I thought you made a phenomenal point on Twitter the other day, by the way. And I hope it wasn't missed. All this defense of Saliba, why aren't people defending Mavrobanos as much? The guy's kept his mouth shut, he's worked his ass off, he's gone to Germany, he's had a phenomenal loan deal at Stuttgart, been the ultimate professional, done everything that was asked of him, but he didn't get a chance either. So I think we have to be fair in our assessment of, of these players, but I think because Saliba came with such a fanfare and such a price tag, that's why he's taking centre stage on all this back and forth as to why he hasn't been given a shot at Arsenal.
0: Yeah, for sure. You you mentioned Matteo Genduzzi as well. Mm. Um, obviously he's joined Marseille now uh, on a season long loan. I think uh, from all accounts that I've read all the sort of reputable ones. Anyway, it looks like there is an obligation for Marseille to purchase Matteo Genduzzi at the end of that, that season. Um, I discussed a few weeks ago on this very show about how much I thought Arsenal could seriously and and genuinely recuperate for a lot of these players. And I predicted 10 to 12 million for Matteo Genduzzi, and instantly I was shut down. You know, that's not enough money, but I think in, you know, when you take into consideration everything that's gone on between him and the club and between him and Mikel Arteta, the fact that he's got just a year remaining on his Arsenal contract Mm -hmm. and the fact that his loan at Hertha Berlin was, okay, but he didn't exactly pull up any trees. I think that was all you were ever going to get. Have you been left with a bit of a disappointing feeling off the back of the figures that are being reported?
1: I, I have somewhat, but also market value is important and it's real, right? There are two players, I think, that had superb loan deals. Mavropanos was one. And I actually think now he's in the Greek national team, and people say, "Oh, well, just because he's in the Greek national team, or Zaka's captain of Switzerland, and these things make up." When you buy a house, location's important, right? Square footage is important. You know, there are a lot of elements and components that go into why you have to pay a little more for a certain house, and it's the same thing for a player. You know, if someone's an international player, it, it, they warrant a little bit more and a little bit extra. But market value on just face value, Gwendausi's loan deal was, I think, a disaster. Uh, I think Mavro Banos and Joe Willock are the perfect examples of brilliant loan deals. They went in and maybe we did get what we could get for Mavro Banos because of what he did at Stuttgart. Maybe we would have got less if he hadn't had such a good loan deal. Joe Willock now, a player who seems to be uh, teetering at the Arsenal, maybe he's going to come in and he'll be part of the plans, Harry. I don't know. You probably know better than I do. But for me, as a British player, and you look at the market, after what he did for Newcastle, pretty much helping save them from relegation, you you cash in on that if he's not part of your plans. You know, you could get 30 million for him maybe. Uh, And maybe I'm talking out of my butt, but that's what loan deals are supposed to do. And I think that Torreira's value went down, Maitland-Niles' value went down you know, he'll be kicking himself for choosing West Brom just because he wanted to, you know, play midfield instead of looking at, you know, the better options and stuff like that. So as much as the club are at fault, players do have a say in where they go on loan. And it's worked for some and hasn't for others. Gwenduzi, I think, um, came with a lot of fanfare, had an initial good spell at Herter, but then he got injured as well, which isn't his fault. Those things happen. Um, but I think he'll shine and I think he'll be happier in France. Am I happy with the the value? Yes, because what's he done? You know, potential costs money, but potential with a bit of a dossier on issues devalues that player. And I think Guendouzi falls into that category.
0: Yeah, completely agree. I can see some of you in the chat um, are saying that it is an option for Marseille to buy. Now, I've been told that it is an obligation. I'm happy to be corrected Mm. on that. Um, So I think if it is an an option, it's not great business, is it? No, it's Uh, not. Really. But yeah, so I was told yesterday, um, and that's why I uh, say that, that it was uh, for sure uh, an obligation uh, to purchase the player, whether that is... uh, is true or not? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to dig into that a little bit deeper. But
1: yeah, Harry, I don't have a problem with the club cleaning house because we need a cleanse, we need a reboot, we need to reinvent ourselves, our DNA, our culture, everything. But let's not lose our ass again because we're we're desperate to kind of move forward. But let's not do it at the cost of you know not maximizing our ROI. And at the end of the day, we've got to be getting ROI on these players.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Completely agree. Um, just another one, I want to get your thoughts on uh Emil Smith Row uh mm. being the uh being the kind of subject of some interest from Aston Villa, and they're just not going away at the moment. They keep coming back, it seems. I mean, I am very much of the opinion that you've got to, absolutely got to, uh, keep hold of um the smith row and and mm basically tell Villa to do one. Uh, what's, what's, what's your take on this? He, he shouldn't be sold, should he? And, and not at any price, in my opinion.
1: Firstly, I love that this is happening for many reasons. Number one, Emil smith Rose agent is trying to get his boy the best deal possible at Arsenal because he's going to be signing probably not the most important contract. He's still very young, And his his probably biggest contract will come in the next four or five years, hopefully, if he stays fit. So I love that this is happening for him. To see a Halen boy be in the market um, and be at that value after one really good season in the Premier League tells you a lot about his talent, what he's done, and how other clubs view him. So to to be in that position, um, I think, is a really good thing. The worrying thing is that I... I also think that because of the mistrust we've seen, Arsenal fans are a little worried that surely we're not going to do this deal. There's only one way you do this deal, and this may be an unpopular opinion. The only way you do this deal is if we get Jack Grealish in return for a bunch of other stuff. That's just the reality, right? Jack Grealish is the soup du jour, he's a super talented player, um, he can deliver immediately the concern about emil smith row is injuries is he going to end up being a jack wilshire is or is he going to be able to overcome those as he matures and his body matures too um, because you know man's body physica- physically you know hits 21 and then they hit they hit the ground running right so for me um, that's the only way i do that kind of deal and some people want to kill me for it but There's only these players only come along once in a lifetime. Now that's a hypothetical situation because Jack Jack Grealish is not coming to Arsenal. We all know that. So, um, Aston Villa and Arsenal fans, this banter and this stuff going back and forth, and you know, Arsenal fans disdain for the fact that they think they're on our level. And now we're dealing with like Aston Villa trying to come and poach our players before it was Barcelona. It was Manchester (laughs) United. It was Manchester city. And now we're dealing with Aston Villa wanting to come and buy our players, Harry. So the Barcelona
0: of the Midlands. So
1: They they have to make Arsenal have to sign him up, get this done and move on. So we can focus on, on other things. If you're going to sell anyone, sell Joe Willock.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think, for Joe Willock to just going back to him, just to touch on that quickly, for Joe Willick to come back and then be a bit part player would feel like all the great work he did on loan was was wasted from his perspective, mm-hmm. but also wasted from the club's perspective, who only you'd assume see him as a, a substitute option yet haven't taken that chance to cash in. and and get the big money in for him. I completely agree with that. Harry,
1: same thing with Maitland Niles last year with Wolves. Why didn't you make that deal? Like, if you're not going to make that deal with Joe Willock now, it's going to be a complete waste of time and money. And that's on a a do and not Arteta. I've been critical of Arteta, but I don't think you kill Arteta on this type of stuff. This is the business end of things. He can only point out the players that he wants and that he likes. Um, And yes, he has a say, But it's, you know, it's again, it's the people behind the scenes. Are they going to screw this up or are they going to execute so we can move on? January was one of the best transfer windows for me. You get rid of, you know, Kalasinac is still hanging around, but Mustafi, Ozil, you know, you get rid of, you know, those types of players. And I don't think Sogradis fell into that category, but he needed to move on too. Um, And that was the the beginning of the cleansing. You've got to carry that on in the summer and, but you have to capitalize on your assets and we haven't done that in the past. And that's where I understand Arsenal fans frustration.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Uh, The final player I wanted to get your take on Sophie is Ben White. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. also being heavily linked with a move to Arsenal, uh, a player that we're going to have to pay around about 50 million pounds for if we want to land him. I don't know about you, but at the start of the summer, if you'd have asked me where my priorities were in -hmm. terms of what I think Arsenal needed to do, and, and of course, part of me thought that William Saliba was going to come back in and be part of the plan. But centre-back wasn't at the top of my priority list. And so I am a bit surprised that Arsenal was seemingly going so big on Ben White. What's your take on it? And would you like to see him in an Arsenal shirt?
1: Um, I'm a huge fan. And I loved your breakdown of, you know, kind of what he did at Leeds. Uh, I think people forget about the impact that he had, you know, when you're coached by Marcello Bielsa and you have to digest that information week in week out, um, I like that. You know, we're talking about you know tactical nuance, like every single day when you go into work, his understanding and reading of the game. And I know it's been more of well, if Ben White comes in, that's the end of Saliba. Yes, okay, fine. But maybe people are forgetting that we lost David Luiz, and as much as you were, and we have at times killed him he really was the best at bringing the ball out from the back. Um, he uh, provided a, and I think, yes, he made some mistakes, but when we lost him to that injury, we missed him greatly. And so I think this is a case of maybe trying to fill in the David Luiz hole versus Rob Holding is going to be sold or Saliba's never going to come back. Yeah. Uh, and it's really trying to find a dynamic formula in terms of how he wants to play and i i think he'd complement Gabrielle really well uh and you know aerially, he he's not very tall is he harry is he he's he's not
0: outstandingly tall where you'd go yeah. where, you know ben white is is a, an absolute giant but he's not he's not short either he's yeah. i just double checked the uh, Make sure, yeah, one point eight nine meters, which I have to work that out in feet because I'm just terrible.
1: Yeah, me too. Maths was my weakest subject. <laughs>
0: yeah, he, he, he's he's six foot two. So oh, okay. okay. As a centre half, yeah, as a centre half, that's that's a decent height. He's not you know six foot five, six foot six, but he's not short either. Yeah, so. no,
1: no, no. Okay, so I I think you know British talent they're going to cost you. Remember, everyone was killing United for the Harry Maguire deal '85, and at the beginning, it felt like they did buy a donkey. But in the end, I think you would say they missed him in the Europa League final. Look what he's doing for England in the second half of last season. He really found his groove, his leadership. Um, and I, I, I think someone like Ben White could come in and immediately have an impact on this team and really kind of start building that back line. Um, the way Arteta wants. You get a good right back in as well. You've got Tierney, you know, you've got um, Gabriel, you've got Ben White, um, maybe a better goalkeeper, but I think that's a a conversation for another day. Um, But 50 million, I think, is a player that in a few years' time could be 80 million um, because his trajectory is definitely upward. And I think he's a really big talent.
0: Yeah, I completely, completely agree. I'd be uh, delighted to see him, and the more I'm hearing about this, and the more I'm hearing about Arsenal kind of edging closer towards getting that deal done, the more excited I am getting about it. I've got to be honest. Um, right, we're going to leave it there, and I'm, I've got to apologise that we. are This only is fantastic,
1: by the way. I love it. Tell them <laughs> because why.
0: Because <laughs> I've just found out that in about two and a half hours' time, I got to be at Wembley. Uh, for the game between Italy and Spain in the Euro twenty twenty seven, There we go. There we go.
1: Um,
0: absolutely buzzing. I didn't think that I would get the opportunity to go, but it's, an opportunity has come up. Uh, but it means I've got to kind of get ready and shoot off and head down to Wembley pretty sharpish and do a COVID test, because you've got to do COVID test before you go, so I've got to get all of that done uh, in the meantime. Uh, but Sophie, I'll definitely get you on again soon. It's been great fun. How can people uh, follow your channel? Uh, because yeah. it is incredible it's great discussion every single day or most days at least if i'm not mistaken tell yeah. everybody how, where they can find it
1: well i appreciate that it's at hybrid squad on all the social platforms and on youtube our youtube channel check it out we have different content we just don't kind of do an analysis and transfers and stuff like that we look for threads and stories and different we have different playlists and um Kind of interesting stuff. Hope you enjoy it if you check it out. And I'm at Soccer Diva on Twitter if you want to give me a, a follow. And I always appreciate the opportunity to come and talk on this. Keep up the great work, Harry.
0: Thank you very much. And it's a pleasure to have you. As I say, it's always great to have Sophie on, and she's one of the best voices in the Arsenal world. So make sure you give her a follow. Make sure you subscribe to the Hybrid Squad. Don't just go and look at it, subscribe (laughs) to it. Hit the like button on all the videos. You know the drill by now. And uh, while I'm at it, hit the like button on this video. If you're listening via the audio platforms, then please do leave us a review as well. Right. As I say, got a shoot, got a Euro 2020 semi final to get to. And I'll catch you all very, very soon with more content. Until then,